I don't know much about Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. I do know that there's a there's a special on uh, nachos and margaritas at the Chili's <laughs> on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> at, at Chili's. What am I? I think good Mexican food. I think Chili's. <laughs> See, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about a boogie boogie. I'm going to play one. This is Better Off Dad with Paul and Steve, trying to figure out how to do the right thing when things are hard. Today, it's all about food. <laughs> is there, other than Taco Bell, is there is there an Olive Garden, other than Hacienda, because I don't think that's a nationwide chain, is it? But is there a is there an Olive Garden of Mexican food? Um... Maybe I I don't know if you guys if if you guys got them, but Michigan City and Laporte have this thing called El Braceros, and the, it might just be a family owned, and they got two restaurants because they like took over a uh, uh, Ponderosa and a Pizza Hut. I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't even classify it as uh, Olive Garden because it's actually really fucking good. Mm -hmm. On the and border is another one. I don't know if you guys got those. Not up here, no. Okay. But they're the uh, actual Mexican people own the Elbraceros. Oh, that'll and never do. Yeah, it'll have to be like a white girl <laughs> with a ponytail. I mean, like I, as though you know Italians own Olive Garden, right? I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> I think that there's an opportunity there. Somebody needs to start the Olive Garden of Mexican restaurants. I don't want don't, to do that. You know what the problem with that is? It's like people uh, go to it. There, there are lots and lots of immigrants, and even non, you know, Mexican American people with Mexican heritage and mm -hmm. you know Central South American heritage who live here, and so you don't really need an Olive Garden of Mexican restaurants because you got all these great authentic ones. Yeah. Although well, I guess you could have said that about Italian restaurants too. But this has become the restaurant episode. <laughs> I was talking about Five Guys the other day, um, yeah. and, and with with the kids, and you know, Five Guys is interesting because they their choice is we do just a few things, and mm -hmm. that's all we're going to do, which I think is a is an interesting choice. It, it really is. It's successful. a it's a good key to success. And their French fries thing, they just went, you know how sometimes, you know, it's so great. You eat your French fries, and then you find a few French fries in the bottom of the bag after you mm -hmm. get done eating your French fries. Mm -hmm. They're like, screw it. That's just going to be our thing. Yeah. I watch them, like, making the French fries. They get the bag, and they throw in a handful of French fries. Yep. Then they put that cup in there. <laughs> then they put another eight handfuls of French fries, and they're just like, Here's two pounds of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta, you have to carry the bag by the bottom. Yeah, because... well, and wear gloves. <laughs> yeah, so wear gloves. <laughs> otherwise, you get grease all over your hands. 
<laughs> that's you ever seen people that eat like Cheetos and stuff with chopsticks? You yes. know, yeah, you, you almost got to because the whole yeah. bag, you know, and don't don't smoke a cigarette around it. <laughs> my kids eat everything with chopsticks. I saw my daughter eating uh, cake with yeah. chopsticks the other day. I was like, that's what? a thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a total thing that kids do now. Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder in in uh, Asia when with their kids. I wonder if they try to teach them how to use forks and knives just as an exotic. Like you know. you're eating your Doritos with a spoon. Yeah, that's how they do it in America. You know. <laughs> Remember the Seinfeld episode when dude was eating a Snickers bar with a knife and fork. Yep. <laughs> I was like, it's not a bad idea. That makes you look kind of good. Well, um. Back, Mark, Mark used to eat, we'd go to places and they'd have like these huge sloppy hamburgers, you know, yeah. he'd knife and fork it and people would make fun of him. And it's just like, this is how you don't get ketchup up to your wrists and, and you know, sandwich grease, sandwich grease. <laughs> I mean, I've eaten, I, I, I'll eat a, uh, like a Reuben, I'll tear into a Reuben with a knife and a fork, but because it's a hamburger, you're supposed to pick it up and eat it, I guess. You know that uh, Beck lyric where he says he had to set his uniform on fire in a vat of chicken fat? Yeah. <laughs> I think about that way too often because I think <laughs> they don't fry chicken in chicken fat. They fry chicken in like corn oil or peanut oil or something like that, right? But why not? Why not fry chicken in chicken fat? Well, my guess is that that, that song's 30 years old. Yeah. So maybe they did back in the in the day, <laughs> or, or maybe, maybe they just think, worked at a better restaurant. Do they think maybe, like, no, we sell the chicken fat and people eat it. We don't want to waste it by just using it as fry grease. You know, it could be. maybe that's it. <laughs> oh, it's interesting though. It'd be like if you used lard. Like I'm sure they did back in the day. They probably used like lard, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or even beef tallow. That's what they used. They used to fry McDonald's French fries in beef fat. <laughs> That's wild, right? It made them taste better. But like, if you're say, a vegetarian trying to eat some French fries, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the old dude. I was at uh, I was at Burger King, and there's a reason why I eat it. Like, for me, my go-to is Burger King for for one major reason, mm. but there was some old dude up at the counter and he's like, order, he ordered, you know, the Whopper meal. And he's, of course, he's like, but I don't want that impossible Whopper. Don't you mix that up. <laughs> and we're just we're like, are you freaking kidding me? Really? I mean, one, it probably wouldn't hurt you. <laughs> you know, and two, they could literally swap it out and your dumbass wouldn't even know. And three... What makes you think, like, if you don't order it, they're just going to sneak it in on you? <laughs> yes. Like, pull this one over, pull one over on the boomer. I think it costs a dollar or two more, even. I'm sure it does. Even There's though a, they they fry it, they, 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 they'll cook it on the same thing they cook the other, the, the beef on, but, you know. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's kind of a thing. Well. I know one, I know one uh, vegetarian who will... I don't think she's a hundred percent vegan yet, but uh, she just loses her mind about that. So, well, uh, you know, I won't tell my son. He's a vegetarian, mm. and uh, we had one of those. I mean, he was like, it was okay, mm-hmm. but 
the best uh, imitation meat, according to him, is the that corn stuff, Q-U-O-R-N, which I don't, mm. it's not made out of corn. It's, it's an interesting choice they made, calling it that. But it's really good. They're beefless grounds or meatless mm-hmm. grounds or groundless meats or whatever it's called. Makes They're pretty good. The texture is not exactly right. Mm-hmm. And then one time we got some plant-based chicken and they went too far. They just, <laughs> it was too perfect. Like oh. <laughs> the texture, the taste, like it even had the little gristly pieces. <laughs> Were you like crying when you eat it, when you ate it? Cause it was like a thing of beauty. <laughs> it was too far. No, I felt weird. Oh, you know? <laughs> Oh, I see what you're saying. It's it felt they weird. Call? They took it, it too far. You got to have a little something that reminds you, oh, this is plant-based, as opposed <laughs> to being like, oh, my God, this is plant-based? Because it makes you think of, uh, I've read some a few sci- sci-fi novels where they um, manufacture meat. Mm-hmm. And, like, they walk into the factory, and it's just these, it's just, you know, it's like the scene in Rocky where he goes in and punches the meat. <laughs> except it's just the it's, it's just this lab grown meat it's real <laughs> pork like it's actual real pork was being grown in a factory as opposed to ever being sentient <laughs> or it's like he's punching a giant eggplant um <laughs> I, so the, the chicken had the uh had the whole uncanny valley thing going on <laughs> do you know what that is no i don't okay the uncanny valley is like when you uh when speaking of sci-fi in like sci-fi type situations where um, people make androids that are a little too close to actual humans. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. that has, that's called the uncanny Valley effect or something like that. I had heard speaking of eggplants that the reason why they had done McDonald's was going to do a, a, a meat patty based on eggplants. But the problem is, is they crunched the numbers and realized that it would be um, financially non-viable because the amount of hamburgers they'd have to make, they would have to increase the number of eggplant farms. So because there's there, there's not as many eggplant farms as you think, but to set, but to supply McDonald's, you'd have to like make more, and that would they their profit margin would shrink because you know they got to worry about that. The profit margin would shrink too much, so they didn't do it. It reminds me of the story um, about McDonald's where a rumor came out like in the 80s or something that they were using worm, like ground up worms in their burger instead of actual uh, ground beef. And that was it was such a well-constructed urban legend that it just Mm -hmm. spread like wildfire. And McDonald's was trying to figure out how do we how do we combat it? Do you use the truth? Do you use you know what do you use? And the only thing that eventually worked was an equally effective um, thing that they could say, which was the price of worms is twelve dollars <laughs> a pound. <laughs> the price of ground beef is two dollars a pound. Yeah. Why would we use a $12 a pound ingredient? So instead of like coming out and like showing scientific or whatever, and you come inspect mm-hmm. our factories, whatever, they just were like, it wouldn't make any sense because it would cost 10 more dollars a pound for us to yeah. do that. And, and quite honestly, it would probably be a healthier meat substitute than, than the actual cow. I'm showing the uncanny valley. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because once you mentioned it, I was like, oh, something so- that sounds familiar. And now, now I remember it. Somebody was showing it to me. <laughs> Better off dad. One of my kids was showing me. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, you can, you, it's, yeah. and I just remember the, uh, the graph where it's like, you can clearly tell that they're not uh, real. Right. Yeah. And then you get to a point, the corpse zombie, <laughs> oh, teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. And then you get, oh, yeah, that is an interesting concept. The uncanny valley, because, and there are some uh, examples of it too, mm-hmm. um, where if we were prepared, I'd show some. But we just started looking at some examples, and it's like just something's a little bit like it's too real, but also you could tell it's not real, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that chicken went even be, maybe that was it. Maybe it was like too real, but there was something about it that was still, it was probably more than the knowledge that it was plant-based. <laughs> you, so. you go to the store and you pull the box out of the freezer and it says like uncanny valley chicken. It's like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we, if we ever start a meat substitute company, that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> I think we should just jump on that. You know what you need to do? You need to invent a time machine. Okay. <laughs> All right. So invent a time machine. On it. And then you you and Eli go back in time yeah. to like 1985. Perfect. And then I have sneak a picture in... of myself of what I looked yeah. like in 1985. <laughs> then sneak into the school and get him one of them hamburgers that we used to have that were actually soy burgers. <laughs> those things i still i can still taste them <laughs> they were so much better than than people give them credit for if any of you youngsters out there wonder why fast food restaurants brag about using 100 real beef like like we if you were born after say 1999 or 2000 you're mm-hmm. probably like, why are they advertising 100% real? Of course, it, first of all, if you're selling a hamburger as a real hamburger, of course, it's a, what else would it be? Second of all, why would you advertise that? People want the Impossible Burger nowadays. But anyway, <laughs> if you're wondering, and it didn't occur to me until just now, they used to put all kinds of fillers in there, whether yeah. it was soy or I, I think ours were crackers like 100, or probably rice. 100% soy. <laughs> soy and maybe salt. The problem I had with them is they had this slightly off, like metallic-y taste to them that I didn't care for. And maybe I just got a bad one one day and it just always stuck with me. But it never had enough of that umami flavor. It was always just like a little bit <laughs> something metallic, maybe. I don't know. I just never cared for it. <laughs> maybe Pizza you burgers were having were my a jam. stroke while you ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, stroke while I was eating my soy burger. <laughs> Oh. No, man, pizza burgers were my jam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I made those for my kids when they were small because mm. I was trying to show them, that's what your dad ate for lunch in, in elementary school, <laughs> pizza burgers. Now, I don't want to get my mom in trouble, and I <laughs> suspect the statute of limitations has expired anyway, but <laughs> she used to bring, like, my mom was a lunch lady, in case mm. you're not familiar. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. No, not really. <laughs> I like how sometimes we pretend we don't have any listeners because we, <laughs> statistically speaking, we really don't. 
So, <laughs> oh yeah, my mom would bring home lots of stuff, man. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the perks of being yeah. the lunch lady's kid. And when she, I looked forward whenever it was pizza burger day. I'd be like, oh, I can't <laughs> wait to get home. There's going to be pizza burgers. There's going to be more of these. <laughs> I can eat as many as I want. And no one tells me I have to clean my plate before I got to go outside. <laughs> it never occurred to me, honest to God, never occurred to me until I was an adult that a pizza burger is basically, they just took leftover hamburger buns, yep. put pizza sauce, cheese, and like crumbled up sausage on them. Mm-hmm. Because to me, the it was it was a thing. It was its own thing. It wasn't a let's put some let's use up the old buns and yeah. you know it was a it was its own thing. They made those buns were made specifically yeah. to be turned into pizza. <laughs> yep. yep, and now they got pizza bagels. Um, of course, you know my my as you may remember, my mom was the librarian at the, at the school, so oh, yeah. we would get. Like, Before they started banning books, right? Yes, yes. We would. She would bring home like slide projectors, recording devices, records, books, whatever, whatever we wanted. So we would have something. You know, my brother and I used to make like audio plays, and which I, I don't know why I get it. My, we used to make <laughs> like audio plays and stuff, and add. You know, we'd have the records set up to record. You know, put the microphone up to the record. You know, <laughs> record yeah. the sound and. Then, Nice. <laughs> no pizza burgers. Though. We had to make those ourselves. Man, I bet if your mom had talked to my mom, she would have snuck her a little <laughs> few things. Probably. Pizza burgers. And then some days we would have just pizza. It was always rectangle. You can't get those anymore. I've <laughs> looked high and low. I don't know, man. You'd think you could get them like at Gordon's or something, but they don't even have them there. You can get breakfast pizzas, which are chef's kiss, but you still can't get those rectangle pizzas that we consumed. Were the were our favorite things? The, okay, the worst thing was the boiled chicken or baked or however they made it. <laughs> boiled chicken. However they made it. I always got the uh, drumstick. It was I hate uh, drumsticks. And it had the it had that dark like not good part in it, right? <laughs> yes. It was kind of slimy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked pretty much everything else. People complained about it, and I always thought the old, you know, the trope of "oh, school food's bad." I always thought they were talking about other schools because same the food was fine at it all the way even through high school. I don't even remember it being bad at. Although I think we always brought our lunch at Krieger because. We had to go escape to the... We didn't want to go eat with the Lord of the Flies. <laughs> we wanted to eat with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Boom. That's the answer right there. Oh, man. Remember wandering wandering the halls looking for somebody's... A teacher to let us play. And then finally, like, a couple of teachers are like... you. They set their rooms up specifically yep. for us to come in and play D&D. Yep. For some reason, the thing I remember the most is the Cheez-Its I would bring in my life. I would have a little, have a little sandwich bag of Cheez-Its and some kind of sandwich. You know, when I was in, in elementary school, dude, I when it was like lasagna day, I, yeah. oh, I, I swear to God, the pans were only like eight by eight. And they <laughs> cut them into the quarters because I always got the edge. I hated it. 
I wouldn't eat lasagna if you paid me at home. But one day my oldest sister started making lasagna, dude. And I didn't even know, like, what? This is what lasagna really looks like? <laughs> oh, man, Where's the so crunchy, good. chewy part? <laughs> and then, like, you go to throw it away and Mr. Fireball would be like, no, no, you got to finish that before you go outside. So you're like a dog. <laughs> you're chewing on the, 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 the pig ear or whatever it is you give a dog. You go. But Andy and me want to go out and play. And he would go, Andy and I want to go out and play. <laughs> Which go, is you actually... too. Okay. You can come play with us. <laughs> yeah, you can come play with us. It'll be weird, <laughs> but uh, you can come play with us. Mr. Fire. I one time almost choked on. Remember we used to get the peach halves? Yes. Well, Richard Burton bet me that I couldn't put the whole thing in my mouth. Oh. Um, I, I, dude, I am a sucker for a bet. And I, I put it in my mouth. And I went to spit it back out, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I start panicking, and I'm like trying to chew it, and I mean, I push my tongue through it, and I'm like gasping for breath, like you just come up out of the ice. You know? Push your tongue through. <laughs> and I still look. It's like. <laughs> You can either push your tongue to it and then like somebody shove a straw in there. Yeah, like a trike. <laughs> but through the beach. And then, and then uh, it was later that day, Paul realized he could have breathed through his nose. <laughs> well, well, when you're panicking, I swear to God, the thing was pressing up into my nasal passages. <laughs> I'm just imagining um, your tongue like poking through it. I got to do it. I, you got to do what you... Oh, or I didn't think about doing this. Reach in, pull it out. I just... Mm. But when you're panicking, you're panicking. And hey. to this day, I still love peaches. They tried to kill me, but I still love peaches. I think I'm going to move, move to the country. And eat, eat me a lot, lot of peaches. peaches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> peaches come in a can. You know that. No, you know, it, the thing about choking, like, you go... <laughs> You go, I don't know. I can hold my breath. Yeah. See, that's not so bad. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to just <laughs> like, let's just talk casually. And when I say go, you have to stop breathing. Yeah. Like you, you're not expecting it. I just say now. Mm -hmm. And no matter where you were in your breath cycle, that's when you have to stop. And you have mm -hmm. to stop for as long as it takes for somebody to punch you in the belly to get the thing out. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've thought people talk about drowning be, being a bad way to go. I kind of think choking would be the worst for me. Well, it, it was for like third grade me. <laughs> <laughs> I think drowning. Okay. Drowning would be bad. Drowning's up there. It's probably number like worst for me. Choking. Second worst, I think is drowning. Drowning would be bad, but not as bad as choking because mm. I know I have fallen into the water and I'm <laughs> like, this is bad. Uh, but there's, like, I guess I, I don't know if I'd panic. I don't know if I'd have that. Well, of course I would. That's why it's number two, right? I'm not saying <laughs> it would be great. I'm just saying something about choking would just be worse. Yeah. Well, trust me, it's bad. And and so is drowning. I almost drowned, too. So that's oh. twice. <laughs> With a peach in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can't put this. Pull half a peach in your mouth Run out and in the jump Lake into Michigan. the pool and jump into Lake Michigan. 
Yeah, Richard well, Burton. Wow. <laughs> He'll be missed. Yeah, he's he was a good guy. Um <laughs> Yeah, I got taken by the undertow at Lake Michigan and that was one of the most terrifying things that ever happened to me. Swim sideways. Well, yeah. T- okay, I'm going to take your time machine. <laughs> I'll go back and tell myself to swim sideways. <laughs> like a kid's going to remember that anyway. I've talked to the kids about <laughs> undertoes and, and swim sideways and don't don't go into don't go into swim until like 3 days after you've eaten. Right. <laughs> well, we were the other day, uh, me and Amy and Max were going around town, you know, shopping and stuff. And he was talking about, we have this section in the complex where I live that just behind it is this like kind of, there's maybe an acre of woods. Now, every kid who has lived here ever has always gone into those woods. They got trails and stuff and they're constantly getting yelled at and told to come out and, you know, stuff like that. And I, I told him, I said, I said, one, <laughs> I said, the things, the things that your, your dad's generation did out in the woods, we're not going to talk about that, but which is the reason why it's part of the reason why when all the other parents and people were making a big stink about it, I'm like, man, just don't get caught. <laughs> you know, I was, caught. you know, because <laughs> you live in town, there's not a lot to do. It's like the meme, you know, <laughs> the world, the world outside. Yeah. And if that's all you got, and it's kind of like a, it's a rite of passage thing, you know? Well, <laughs> so he went out there and he's, he's taking videos and stuff just wandering around and uh we're talking about it and i i said so did you feel like a giant he's like yes <laughs> because <laughs> when you're small it's like this forest you know right you know but when you're when you're 14 you're like ducking under the canopy to get through you know where the places you used to hide yeah there's something about it isn't there like you just feel like like uh my daughter is a freshman in high school. She wants to go back to her middle school just to visit teachers and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll do that. School's going to seem super yeah, tiny to you. Good luck <laughs> sitting in them desks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had, I think Arlo was in third grade, third, no, fourth grade. And it was parent-teacher conferences. And <laughs> I walked into her teacher's class. And her teacher was like five foot tall. <laughs> and I'm like, tell me we were not sitting at these desks. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like trying to ride a tricycle at this age. Just, <laughs> your knees are up around your ears, you know. <laughs> this is an example of the uncanny valley effect. Now I'm obsessed. That's <laughs> I like well, never mind. <laughs> I like that one right there. Actually, that one wouldn't bother me at all. But <laughs> that one looks real. That one's not. That one's off. That's kind of kind of terrifying. Maybe it's oh wait, <laughs> that's Jennifer Garner. What's she? Oh, <laughs> that's uncanny. <laughs> Maybe it's part of um, gaming. Like there was a um, story back. 
like when CGI first started coming out and stuff, mm-hmm. like they had to back off a little bit. I heard because it got too real, and it, yeah. I guess maybe they had the uncanny valley effect. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's why a lot of the animation, uh, as as good as it is, like if you look at the, um, they they used to say that every every movie they made, they they made. like progress big steps into making it uh look better and one of the ones they did was the movie brave because Mm -hmm. they really wanted to accentuate her curly red hair Mm -hmm. and that was like a a a leap forward in animation but the thing that they still do is they as realistic as, as it can get they make like the faces cartoony you know uh yeah yeah, because nobody wants to see that. <laughs> nobody really, honestly, wants to see that. Let's see. We started talking about Mexican food in the Olive Garden of Mexican restaurants up there. It's El Bracero down here. It's on the border, I believe. Hacienda in Michigan City. My parents now live over by there. So mm-hmm. I think there's one in Michigan. Ah, and then there's a there's one here called La Hacienda. I mean, it's just what's what is it? The the plaza, the house, the Hacienda means yeah, plaza or house. My hey Siri, translate Hacienda into English. You can translate into English in any other languages in the translate app on your iPhone or iPad. She's it's like when you call somebody to help you with something, and they're like. <laughs> Here, I'll help you by telling you not to ask me again. <laughs> like, Dad, where are my gloves? Did you look in the drawer? Why do you think I'm asking you if you know where they are? <laughs> that See, the, where my kids messed up is there have been plenty of times that they have asked me where something is. And I, and I uh, call them on it. And mm. it turns out they have not. <laughs> yeah yeah they have not looked anywhere i'm yeah. like did you look in the whatever i haven't looked anywhere yet I'm like what are you asking me before having looked anywhere you know what i i do like sometimes like if my kid loses something and asks me to help him look for it what i do is i just kind of like walk along behind them and look where they're looking because it's like after a while good. they'll catch on and be like Oh yeah, because when you're when you're a little kid and you tell your kid to look for something, they just kind of walk along behind you, like looking where you're looking. Right, exactly. Yeah, they do. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, that's it. That's that's the word. Here's the translation. It it didn't pick up. actually leaned into my laptop to listen to it you want to go to the you want to go to the tax authorities to have some good mexican food tax authorities hacienda oh here's some alternate translations estate farm ranch there you go like that's a bit of a a, why would shift why would the translator think tax authorities the first thing i'm looking for I don't understand the internet. It had such promise. What are we, 25, 30 years into this thing? And it still does crap like this. Like, I'll be, like, I'll be sitting at, uh, the other day I was sitting at the mall, 
mm-hmm. the kids wanted me to take them to the skate park in Lawrence, Indiana, which is a mm-hmm. town right here. MP lives in Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Sorry, MP. I just outed you. I just doxed <laughs> MP. Um, <laughs> He's got to move now. So I'm sitting sitting at the mall, which is in Indianapolis up here, just you know, 10 minutes from me. And the mm-hmm. kids are in the car. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll take you over to the skate park in Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I type into the Maps app. Yeah. Skate park Lawrence. Okay. Go. It gives me, the first one is a skate park in Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> and then the next half dozen of them are some version of some kind of park in some city of Lawrence in states that are at least 800 miles away. And I'm like, <laughs> would you think, like, if, hey, listen, internet, if the internet's listening, which the internet is always oh, listening. Always listening. <laughs> if I'm six miles from a place that matches what I'm looking for, that's probably the one I'm looking for. Yeah. And if it's not, I will not be upset with you if I have to scroll down a little bit, because I'll be like, yeah, makes sense that they would give me the one six miles from me first. I really want to go to the skate park in Lawrence, Kansas, which, <laughs> you know, where they filmed the masterpiece, uh, the day after, that's anyway, right. It's neither here nor there. The of of nuclear war fame. Anyway, I don't understand the internet. I'm sitting here. I say hacienda, and they think I want tax authorities. Why would that be the one that <laughs> right. I'm looking for? Similarly, um, there's a. I, I guess there's like a bakery on the northwest side of Chicago suburb area somewhere up there. There's a um, transgender bakery that. Um, keeps getting like trashed by, you know, Trumpers, and where they write graffiti all over it. And what I, one of my favorite side, one of my favorite pieces of graffiti amongst all this hate written on the wall, somebody wrote "Christ is King," and I'm just like, <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> we decided we were gonna. Amy and I decided we want to go to it. We want to go to there. And so she she types it into her phone, and she's like, it says here it's five and a half hours away. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't want to go to that one. And then she goes, oh, wait a minute. This is if you're going by bike. And it's the top, it was like the top one. It's like, like, yes, internet, I want to ride my bike to Chicago to support the transgender owner of the bakery. And I got to... Carry the cake home on my bike, you know. <laughs> Keep it across the handlebars. As you're trying not to drop the cake. <laughs> like both of you would be on the same bike, right? <laughs> She'd be on the handlebars holding, holding the, the cake. cake. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, it's like two hours away. So we're going we're gonna to go check it out just to, you know, support. So we did our own little unhappy valley here today. I mean, unhappy valley. It's <laughs> uncanny valley. It's going to be okay. unhappy valley from now on. We went from somebody needs to start the Olive Garden of Mexican restaurants to five guys to school lunches. And we've made our way all the way back up to bakeries owned by transgender folk. I think that's pretty good wingspan right there. <laughs> we got some. Well, range. you know what it is? We're middle aged dads and. Food is one of the things we've got like three priorities. One yeah. of them is food. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is uh, Better Off Dad with Paul and Steve trying to figure out how to do the right thing when things are hard. And it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> Anybody there? This is Lawrence, Kansas. Is anybody there? 